From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hour number three of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Carlos, the Cuban redneck, Bill George, San Diego on the phones running the uh, running the entire show. Mm-hmm. And speaking of squirrels, speaking of squirrels, the man himself who probably knows more about Vulcan tree rats than anybody else in the entire planet <laughs> is uh, <laughs> Mr. Joe Wilson. Uh, Joe, welcome into the show, man. Good morning, fellas. You know, I was just getting done eating some donuts. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Wait a minute. That means you were hanging out with Ray I. Were you out talking with Ray I? <laughs> I was uh, I was on the radio with Ray I eating donuts. Oh, that's funny, uh, man. My bad, yeah. Well, wow. you know, uh, we've known Ray for quite a while, and uh, Carlos uh, has known him for years. I mean, he's still got his number and his, his cell phone, and I, it was so funny because we were going to call in on the show while you were on it and just derail the whole dang thing. <laughs> so we're, set, we're setting up something for next week. So Carlos uh, was texting him, going, "Hey man, we want to call the show," and he's like, "Uh, I have a guest right now. It wouldn't be good to do it this week. Maybe next week." And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, man, that's it ruins the whole damn surprise." But uh, well, I kind of, I kind of derailed him a little bit because you know he wanted to talk all about squirrels, and I was telling him about one of the sideshows I'm running at Squirrel Cookoff this year, and I, which I'm just tickled. I. I I'm trying to locate five fainting goats, oh, and uh, I've got a little, uh, a little human. I don't know what I could say on your show. I, you know, under under four foot eleven. Okay, vertically challenged. <laughs> vertically challenged and a train horn, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do some fainting goat bingo as a, as kind of a little <laughs> sideshow at the world. Oh my gosh, that's good. Oh, please. Oh, Facebook well, first, Live that First thing. off, you have to realize that I think a fainting goat is like God's favorite animal just to put you in a good mood. It's <laughs> one of them. I, so, so, I'm 100% with you, boys. Hey, you know, they're harder to come by than you thought. I, yes, sir. Uh, um, I think that people, are, they're, they're pets, you know, for, for the vast majority of people. I, they don't eat them, do you? Do you eat no. fainting goats? I don't know. I don't, Maybe they're in therapy. I've been hung up. I've been hung up on more in the last month. I, listen, I bet you if that goat stopped fainting, it'd be on a dinner table exactly, somewhere. Exactly, somewhere. It's you like, dang right. It's like a chicken. It's like a hen that stops laying. Yeah, maybe no, every, maybe every time they lift up the knife, he faints. <laughs> you just can't do it. You know, so, you've seen fainting goats, right? Yeah. Hell actually, yeah. So I, mean, I, I got to ask you, how's this How's this uh, fainting goat bingo going to work? Do uh, you have a grid set up, kind of like the chicken Yeah, yeah, thing? yeah. So we're going to go with a 25 by 25 grid, uh-huh. you know, numbered. We're going to throw the the uh little person in there and, and the and the five goats and then whenever i point at the little man dressed up like a cowboy he's good. He's, he hits the horn and where they fall they fall uh. boom hey and you're liable 
you're liable to get on four spots with one goat, you know? Hey. That is true. Uh, this, I mean, literally, it's crazy. I can it? already see it. I'm sorry. It's going to be on YouTube with a couple sounds, million hits, man. It sounds like something Larry the Cable Guy would come up with. You know, it's like, hey, I want to do a fainting goat bingo out here. <laughs> that is I mean, these are the things that I dream up while I'm looking around. Stuff. And, uh, so basically what you're trying to say is, is you're just like me. It's dangerous for us to have free time <laughs> you bet especially with whiskey oh god oh yeah whiskey together. yeah that's uh, when that that's when that whole watch this comes into play <laughs> hey hang on to this watch this uh but now uh, this is you said it's a side project is this going to be going on while the uh world champion squirrel cook-off is going on you, or you you bet yeah, yeah awesome so we, hey. uh not only do we cook squirrels uh, we have the world champion skinning competition to where we'll have some squirrels that have been frozen for, I don't know, way too damn long. Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw on the table and we have a skinning competition. You can skin out this old frozen squirrel the quickest. Oh, that's awesome. And then too. we have the world's hottest squirrel wing eating competition. Ugh. I bet and, that one's not uh, good. That's probably it, not good well, it I tell you what, last year we had five people in the event in the in the hottest squirrel wing eating competition, and it was a five-person draw. Um, it, it's, I need to find some hotter stuff. I mean, these Carolina Reapers didn't phase these really? people. And I was I took ice-cold beer, had in a bucket, and that was the deal. As soon as you grabbed the beer, you were out of the competition. And uh, they kept eating and eating, and I was just taking one sip out of the beer, and then I'd pour it on the ground, you know, to make them suffer. It was some sort of, like, Taliban torture. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I had to pay all five people, man. No one would give up. So I'm looking for some really hot stuff. I to put on these wings. The, I tell you, the one thing that I know that uh, if you get that, that oil, that liquid uh, that's like literally one drop per gallon if you put it in chili, that stuff is 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 liquid lava in a bottle. Oh, wow. It comes with a little eyedropper. I think you can only buy like maybe three or four ounces of it at a time. But it literally takes one drop per gallon of chili to uh, to increase the heat on it. So you might so, want to give so that a shot. basically one, one drop per five fainting goats. Well, yeah, I guess she, I guess she could do that too. <laughs> I, hey, I got an idea for the fainting goats with the bingo. Give them some, yeah. wh- give them some whiskey too. <laughs> That'll really put it to another level. <laughs> they might be fainting on their own. Then they might, be able to, they might not get up after that. Well, you know, I got to say that I will say this. All joking aside, the uh, the squirrel championship, the cook off that you guys do, um, we've talked to you a, a couple of years ago and. The recipes that people come up with for squirrel is just out of this world. Well, that's what I was curious about. They got some great what, stuff. What are you a judge? No, nah, man, I can't judge. I throw the event. Okay, so, but I stand in the judging room and I try to. Well, what what are, try. what are the types of recipes that really catch people's eyes at that? Well, I, yeah. So the the secret on this, what I've picked up on over the last ten years, is you want to mince or grind the squirrel. And if if you're mincing it or grinding it, what you're doing is, is you're automatically tenderizing the meat. 
And so you're not losing flavor like you would if you were pressure cooking or boiling or, or doing one of these other uh, tricks to try to tender it up. So not only are you making it tender, but you're getting flavor on all sides of that little piece of meat. So it seems to really, really help your score. And, and so, you know, we've had squirrel empanadas. We've had uh, uh, squirrel egg rolls. We've had, you, you name it, meatloaf, um, all of these things in, in this grinding. But I don't want to intimidate somebody who's into the traditionals, which when I say traditionals, I'm talking dumplings. I'm talking fried squirrel and gravy. Uh, the gumbo, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, because at our last event, Squirrel and Dumplings got second place. And that just means they had to be a really, really good Squirrel and Dumplings. And so if you're planning on entering the event, every dish that's turned in is judged on its own merit. So you're not competing. Your Squirrel and Gravy isn't competing against a uh, Squirrel Empanada. You're competing only against yourself wow. on how on how well you made that particular dish, and that's the only way we can do it. You know, if we have forty teams, there may be forty different uh, entrees turned in, and so we have to judge each one of them on their own merit. Um, you'll find that my judging panel is top notch. It's not made up of the weatherman and the used car salesman. <laughs> it's made up of real deal. Uh, judges, food judges, KCBS, State Cookoff Association. You got to get, uh, you got to get, you got to get Ramsey to show up. You got to get Gordon Ramsey to show up to this thing. You should send him an invite. See if he'll show up for it. Because you know, he, man, I may wind up punching him in the mouth. Oh, nah, you mouth. guys will get along. You get a couple of brews in him, he'll be fine. He's hey, a British you guy. The, you could put him in the bingo too, then. Yeah, he <laughs> But you, you put a couple. Yeah, I'll of, put an old red coat inside the bingo game. How about that? <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. But uh, but uh, you know, he's a wild game guy. He he goes out very and, much so. He goes out, and kills stuff, and then eats it, and then has recipes for it. But listen, listen, Joe, hang on. we got to take a real quick break, but I want to talk to you some more when we come back. Can you hang on for me? You bet. All right, hang on for me. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're talking with uh, Joe Wilson. Of course, he's the man in charge putting on the uh, world's champion squirrel cook-off. It's happening up in uh, Arkansas. We'll get more info on it in case you guys want to jump in the RV and go. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right here. Hang on. everybody uh, thanks so much for joining us on this beautiful saturday morning we are broadcasting live here in the studio Braden gun jonathan swindle carlos the cuban redneck and bill george and on the phones we got mr joe wilson who's calling in from up there in uh, arkansas hanging out in the beautiful woodlands up there what's the temperature you got going on up there in Arkansas these days 
Well, man, right now it's 40 degrees. We're supposed to get hit by that big old Arctic blast they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, that starts coming in tomorrow, but... Um, no snow? It's, 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 yeah. No, no, we don't really get that much snow here in the Ozarks. Uh, whenever it does snow, you know, it's total total devastation. Everybody <laughs> starts crashing into everything. That's like here. <laughs> <laughs> when it, I think last time it snowed here was in 70... 71, 75, I can't remember. No, no, no. It's, it, it was 78? like 78. Yeah. And uh, I was here. I think it was, uh, I think everybody literally thought it was the end they, of the world. They shut down the interstate. Yeah. It was just, it was crazy. Well, we have no way to, to drive or get around when if it actually snows here. But uh, this event that's going to be happening that you're, uh, of course, putting on again, what did you say, the 10th year? It's the 10th year in a row? Yeah, this is our this is our 10th year. We we got shut down with the COVID last year, uh, so we're going to come back twice as strong this year. And awesome. That's on September 25th, and that's in Bentonville, Arkansas. You know Bentonville, home of the Walmart. So There you go. Uh, <laughs> We, we might wrap these squirrels in a blue blue bag or something. Um, <laughs> the, uh, well, now, you know, we were hey, talking about squirrels. Cause squirrel, we have a squirrel event going on today. It's the first annual. They have the squirrel hunting championship going on up in Brooksville where you get to, uh, it's like $20 per team, and uh, you weigh your five heaviest squirrels, which is a monumental task here in the state of Florida since we can only take basically gray squirrels anymore, but... Where you guys are, I mean, you got you can still hunt red squirrels, gray squirrels, fox squirrels. I mean, don't you have a plethora of different uh, rodents running around out there? Yeah, man, we've got them all. And I tell you what, be looking out for during this squirrel derby. These boys like to cheat in these things. No, so I don't know what the weather. Yeah, they do. And so I don't know what the weather's like where you're at today. But if they turn in these soaking wet squirrels. They're trying to gain a little weight. Ah. And, and uh, well, we, when we found out that people were cheating during these squirrel derbies, we'd bring in a game and fish rep, and he actually had a thermometer and was checking these things, see, see when they were killed, you know, if they were frozen solid or whatever. Got to do a post-mortem and, on these things real quick. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah, because you will find if you put money into a sport, somebody <laughs> if you ain't cheating, you ain't cheat. trying. <laughs> That's right. It's just like the bass and, fishing tournaments where they were putting lead weights down the. Oh bass. yeah, <laughs> or keeping them in a cage yeah. and yeah. feeding them up. I mean, they were all kind of, they were looking for da- you know damage to the tails and things like that where they were in kept in pens or in a basket. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I but for now up there where you guys are. Uh, you got so many different versions of squirrel. Uh, does it taste differently when you put it in a dish, or are they all pretty much the same? It's kind of like a rabbit is a rabbit is a rabbit. Now, so, you know, what you're after, is what I would call the wagyu a squirrel would be a young gray. And uh, a young gray squirrel would be your tender squirrel. It's wow. going to have the best flavor. But I'll tell you something else. It, it's what they're what they're eating. Um, if these squirrels are, are eating a lot of green nuts, you know, uh, if, if they're eating the green pecans, if they're getting into the green acres, you're looking to have a more bitter taste. The spring of the year is actually the best time to harvest because those squirrels are eating fruits. You know, they're eating a lot of berries. They're, they're eating a lot of sweeter meal. Hmm. And so, therefore, their, their flesh is actually going to have that same taste. It's no different than any other animal. 
Um, if you, you know, this old grass-fed beef deal is ridiculous. All cows eat grass. If I'm going to eat a cow, I want that thing to go ahead and feast on some corn, something sweet feed, <laughs> and then there, it's going to taste better. Yeah, I always um, said you if show you me a cow. You show me a cow that ain't eating grass, I'll tell you that it's one of them impossible burgers. Yeah, exactly. So, I always said, I wonder what it, a cow would taste like if you fed it nothing but calf men its entire life. Jonathan, you're the you're the livestock guy. Mm. Would it be milky, tender deliciousness or what? Oh, it would be, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, would, that, that would be, yeah. That would be the Wagyu of American beef, I guess, if you did it that way. I, well, I mean, if you talk about veal, I mean, veal is actually milk-fed, right? Mm. So sure. They, they're never getting on the grain, and so it's... Like I say, that's all wild game. That's all. That's all livestock. It, it's all about what they eat and the amount of stress you put that animal through. So, um, so I would suggest a headshot on these squirrels, right? If if you're shooting that thing in the head, it's instantly died. Therefore, there's no shock to the meat. Um, anything that suffers, your deer, your wild hog, whatever, that's going to affect the that's going to affect the flesh. So you want to put that animal down. You want to get it cool down as quickly as possible and therefore you're going to have a better product and and uh well that's that's just the way it is yeah well, well that's what it is. carlos <laughs> likes to leave them in the back of my truck for about a week <laughs> and when they <laughs> pop it was a miscommunication he's aging them that's what he's doing <laughs> yeah it, miscommunication it, he was aging them hey. the old-fashioned well, way who, who doesn't look in their trunk every day hey. I they, mean, they, they were there he was doing the old you know like the english used to do with pheasant you know they'd hang it by the neck and once it rotted and fell off then it was time to eat it then nice. it was perfect to eat you know <laughs> So it was one of hey, those, boys, let me tell you, let me tell you what else we got going. Not only do we have some bingo, squirrel skin in competition, world's hottest hot wing, live music, ice cold beer, but we're also bringing in the State Cook-Off Association, the SCA, and we're going to do a ribeye cook-off same day, and that's for the non-believers. The people nice. who don't believe that this squirrel is any good, we're going to have these ribeye steaks being cooked, and uh, so it's a full day. And you know, the craziest thing is, is I do this; it's a hundred percent free to the public, and so we have this live music playing all day. And and uh, if there's anybody out there in your listening area who wants to be a vendor or who would like to uh, actually cook in the event, man, they can find us on Facebook. And, and send us a message. Um, it's a family event. Hey, I mean, it's it's great. I need you to work on some souve uh, squirrel recipes. You could do that. There you go. Well, yeah. So so whenever you're using the souve with the squirrel, it it's uh, you just don't have really enough time because we're we're giving you three and a half hours. Oh, to, there you go. To to cook so. Now, I tell you, I seen a, a team, I don't know, four or five years ago. They actually filleted out this squirrel. They deboned the whole thing. And they ran it through a vacuum sealer with some sugar cure, like, like a ham cure. And they, they took the little old femur bone and wrapped this sugar-cured squirrel around it to where it looked like a dang ham on a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> they went ahead and ran some smoke on this deal, and they served it with some little old quail eggs that they had fried up, 
and and it looked just like a I don't know a Barbie doll version of ham and egg. That right? is so funny. That is funny. Yeah. So it it you know whatever your mind's telling you at that time, you could create with this with this tofu of the woods here. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, but hey, we would love to get. I think we have a team from Florida coming up this year. Um, I know we have teams from Pennsylvania, from Massachusetts. Um, they come from all over the place. And when this deal is over on Saturday night, we go out to my place and we have some real deal American fun. You know, we we drink a little bit and we blow up some stuff and tell stories about Bigfoot and whatever else comes to our mind. <laughs> sure. And, uh, <laughs> and so, Sounds yeah, like a good it's time. Uh, it's an all-American event. Where else? You, you know they ain't doing this in Russia. No, right? no, brother. they're not. No. They're not they're doing, doing this. They ain't even doing that America. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, they ain't doing it in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> them boys are getting yeah. a little nutty out there in them woods. And the Ozarks are getting a little crazy out there. Well, now listen. Uh, you know, I, I got to say this: that uh, you did you did you already do the. Uh, the squirrel event, I mean, where you have the $100 entry thing, or what is that with the SCA thing that you guys got going? What, what's what's that one? Okay, so so no, that's that's this. Uh, the So this year is for a, uh, auxiliary to the SCA. We're going to let the state cook-off teams cook squirrel at our squirrel cook-off. And so these are guys who travel the country every day, right? I mean, these guys are tra- – they're like rodeo people, these state cook-off guys. Right. So they're going from state to state cooking ribeye steaks. And, and typically they'll have, you know, a hot wing competition with it or, or something. And so I'm going to have them do squirrel as an auxiliary. And uh, they're, they're open to win the $1,000 first place prize. I'm telling we, you. I mean, I was looking so, at the the payout goes all the way down to like twenty first place. You can still walk well, away with two hundred bucks. Who stuck. <laughs> well, you got. I'm going to give you clarification on that. So yeah. we're going to pay. We're going to pay first, second, and third place, but we're also going to pay twenty first place. And your friends may think that you're a real good cook, but when you get in front of these these judges, they may say you suck. <laughs> so twenty first place is not only going to win some cash, but they're going to win a, a trout fishing trip on the White River, a stay at a nice little resort there, Dude. some dinner, a guide. Uh, now, I'm not giving that to, to dead-ass last. I'm giving that to 21st. So if you come in and just think you're going to suck real hard <laughs> and go home with the prize, that ain't it. So you gotta at least have, give it. you got to at least give it a shot. Yeah. So you got to give it a solid shot. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That, yeah, there's some teams that come in and try real hard and don't win. Uh, and so twenty uh, first place is is open for a, for a prize to take home, and and uh, it's just it's one of those deals. It's not a participation award. This here is you tried, but you sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and you still get some money to go, uh, you know, go out and do your thing. Well, again, let's let's go over the details. It's happening when September what? September 25th, Bentonville, Arkansas, USA. And uh, that's the same weekend as Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue that runs through here. There will be several hundred thousand motorcycles. We're going to have a good time. You can go on Facebook, $150 entry.
Very nice. Well, Joe, we appreciate you, Joe. the phone call, man. You know you're always welcome to call anytime right, you want Joe. to, man. And, uh, all right, brother. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? All right, bye-bye. See you, Joe. Joe Wilson, of course, with the world champion uh, squirrel cook-off happening up in Arkansas. Up squirrel! In Arkansas. If you want to go, load up the fam and go. I'm telling you, every year they put on a hoot and holler hoot nanny, man. That is for sure. It's going to be a good time had by all. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We're going to be right back. Thanks again to our buddy Joe Wilson who called in from uh, Arkansas. He's a great guy. We haven't got to talk to him in a couple of years, but uh, it was nice to have him on the radio talking about the world uh, champion squirrel cook-off happening every year. It's nice to see those kinds of events still happening around the country and lots of folks and family totally free for the public to be able to go. Again, if you missed it, it's on uh, Facebook. You can just go in and put in world champion squirrel cook-off and he has a page there that gives you a bunch of information on that. And by the way, uh, today going out on Bone Valley, a good friend of ours out there, they have the uh, Color Trail 10K and 5K runs early this morning, and then they're going to be opening up for uh, ATVs and motorcycles at noon. Uh, admission is uh, only $5 for uh, riders this afternoon if you want to go out. and It would be a perfect day to go out there and mess around, go ride around out in the woods, go out there to Bone Valley and have a great time. You can always go look for them at uh, Bone Valley uh, ATV Park. You can search it online, all that kind of good stuff on how to get there the shortest way. I always go the long way because I always go the you, back you, way. You, you and you and uh, somebody else next to you there. Like yeah, to, we like to go the back the way, back go over the railroad, to go the railroad tracks way. But uh, it's going to be a good time out there, had by all. Uh, of course, we have the uh, the big game happening this Sunday, so everybody's going to be in town for that. I saw a lot of folks. Heading across to Howard Franklin yesterday with their Kansas City uh, chefs flags. Well, let me know what's going on. I'll be sitting in a ground blind. I, I'm I sure tell you, will. you, with this big game, there's a group that organizes some fundraising events for green projects. Yeah, they always do that before uh, during Super Bowl. They go into town and they highlight uh, certain activities and certain yeah. things there that the and, NFL and would like to be involved in, or at least highlight in that area. And, and my goddaughter's uh, little project was uh, chosen. It's a sustainable living project, or uh, yeah, and it's it's a sustainable living project Tampa, and she's over there right across from Lowry Park Zoo on the south side of Sly. There, mm-hmm. right across from the park there they do a lot of stuff with the veterans do community composting everything else but they really wanted to highlight her her pro project there and so if you go to slptampa.com they're doing a thing to help fundraising it's a it's a you know complete nonprofit, and they're doing all kinds of farming there and working with the veterans and everything else so does it include uh does it include uh like skinning classes or anything? Because that's no part skinning. of sustainability. Oh, you had me, you had me nervous when you mentioned the zoo. <clears throat> yeah, I got, well. little, I got a little nervous there, but whatever. You go across the street, it, you take out a kudu, <laughs> and you can eat for a month. It's, it's a something. really interesting little place over there. They do a lot of stuff. Uh, 
they do raise some chickens and they do some farming there. And at one point they were doing some fish in those things where they have the plants growing above the fish. And they, they have all kinds of different things they've been doing at different aquaponics. times. Aquaponics. Aquaponics. Yeah. Aquaponics. It's, uh, right. You know, I, I will say this, that I think this year uh, during the whole COVID thing, I cannot believe how many uh, chickens, how many chicks we've gone through out at the, out at the shop because uh, people are growing their own eggs. They're putting them in the backyard. They're and growing their own eggs. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're feeding the chickens. The well, chickens I mean, are doing all the work. I don't know what those women do in public <laughs> and in private. Uh, but it's amazing how many uh, ladies were coming in and bringing eggs. They now they have chickens that are producing so many eggs. They're selling them. That they're they're like, does anybody at the store need eggs? Does anybody want any? My neighbors, uh, you know, I, I've, I've, they, they're just like, we already have like four dozen in the refrigerator. We can't. You know, we'll see you in a month or so and let you know. And uh, uh, even Dylan uh, there has got his chickens producing. He's coming in with baskets of eggs going, does anybody need eggs? I mean, somebody take these things. I don't want them going to waste. Just let them sit on them and make he, some more that's chickens. That's what I said. I said you better watch where, where he asked that question. There might be a bunch of teenage kids that say, yeah, I could use a bunch of eggs. Stick, oh them, in a, stick them in the trunk of a car, keep them around oh until, Lord. until Halloween. I'll take a dozen. I'll leave them in the back of Bill's car. But now, uh, Those Dil- will be poached. Dylan was uh, trying to pawn off some eggs on me, and I said, well, bring me some uh, a little bit later. He goes, man. You eat these things, and you'll never go back to store-bought again. He goes, he, he's feeding them with some grain with marigolds or something and all that stuff, and the egg yolks are, like, bright yellow. And he said, man, they're just gorgeous, and they taste delicious. They're just awesome eggs. I said, well, bring me a couple dozen. And, and I'll put them to the test. Watch me. And there are a lot of people, even even in the city, you can have a certain number of chickens or whatever. No roosters. But no roosters. Yeah. They're a little noisy. Yeah, we used you, to have one that ran around in my across the ditch from me at my house and then one day he was no longer there magically disappeared magically i I hear i hear one near my house but i can't see him (laughs) (laughs) right past the 22 250 that's all i'm saying Uh, so i'm i just was really pleased that they that she was chosen to be spotlighted congratulations that's uh, good so they have a little hashtag thing uh hashtag uh green blitz tampa and uh Go check it out at slptampa.com. Very nice. It's nice that they highlighted her while they're still here in town. Yes. Uh, a little later on before in the show, before we get out of here, we're going to hope to uh, hear from Rick Felita. He's going to be out at the uh, at the Turkey Extravaganza up in Webster that's going on today. You got time to get there. I mean, it doesn't even start until 9 o'clock. And I believe that it went on well past 4 last year. You had so many vendors and people out there. so, And a lot of those guys are going to be coming down for the uh, G5 event that's happening on the 6th of next month. It's uh, Saturday. It'll be from 10 until 3, so you can get out there and go do that. And uh, Bill George was actually planning on going, but now that his car uh, took a I'll little... I'll be back on the road soon, I hope. I'll be one way or another. Duct tape. I can't read that. Duct tape and uh, a couple of zip ties, and it'll be fine. But I, I also have another event that I'm going to be doing this this coming week. What? <clears throat> what's that? <laughs> Why? Why? I I'm actually going to go and hook up with Vince and uh, go talk about some of these fishing regulations that we've been talking about all morning. On wow, our... Vince must be grasping at straws right now. 
<laughs> He's got you on. <laughs> so, Whoa. So I'm going to go on Monday and uh, Mommy go just on, slap Daddy go at the on living table. the water life also. But, yeah, I, I plan on running full out this weekend. I told uh, told one of our listeners that I look for me at the turkey extravaganza and to w- look for a Hawaiian shirt. Did I did I do okay? Yeah, no. you'll be, you'll that you'll one, be recognized. I'll get noticed. I'll get that noticed. one there? I haven't looked to my right. Uh, it's I? not very good Florida camo. I mean, no, there is some not. green on there, but not much. Uh, but he's got the black base going on, so I, he's I, good there. It should be gray. It should be a gray base here in the state of Florida. Yeah. Not really black, unless you're going to go out at night. Black he doesn't have his pocket protector. So. He's got his other stuff in it. <laughs> so wow. I'll be going out there to the turkey extravaganza as soon as I get my truck on and do a little work on the property. For me, the big game isn't such a big deal. I stand by some of my convictions, and I'm the same way. When um, they when they turn around and want to want to start standing for the pledge of allegiance and national anthems and everything else, and and like I said, <clears throat> I'm more than likely we'll make be it in entertainment instead so of politics. I'm I. I'll go back to my occasional watch. Yeah. Well, I <clears throat> I know that you uh, kind of gave me a rash this past week about. Uh, turning down the opportunity to work the sideline again at the Super Bowl this year, and I was like, dude, I just, I just don't feel it. I, I just don't feel it, and I, you know, I'm just, eh, I'll be a regular guy, just watch it on on TV like everybody else. See, so, I, uh, I don't watch, watch I don't watch football anymore since what Bill mentioned, but I will watch the Super Bowl because I've been watching. Well, it I did. 30, I, I did. Five, it is our team. Years. It's our home team. I Plus, I like watching good quarterbacks work. Well, but I he's did. A good quarterback. I did get a funny thing this week on Facebook from a guy. He said, "You know, this is one of the signs of the apocalypse when Tampa Bay is in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay." So, well, I just, <laughs> I just look. I, 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 much longer. I, I the just, first team in NFL history to have the Super Bowl play I just like, at their home stadium, I just and they're like in it. The fact that Tom Brady, the Patriots, thought he was too old and cast him aside after all he did. And then he comes here and he tells them, "I'm going to bring you guys a, a, a championship." And yep, yep, money, money's right there. Well, money's we'll, where we'll, his mouth we'll, is. we'll see if we go again next year. Well, so, I, I, <laughs> well, I, hey, you remember uh, Brett Favre? No, no, I don't <laughs> okay, know who that guy okay, is. When, no. when, Brett Farva. Okay, yeah, when, when this Farva. guy when this guy came in, I want right, a liter of cola, Mister yeah. Mister. When he does this, you know, with the belt, uh-huh. I mean, he he came in to fill those shoes, and he did fill them. You know, that's true. I got to give him credit. So, I don't know. It'll be a good time had by all. It's going to be. Uh, hopefully, the rains will be out of here by tomorrow. I know that uh, we have a little bit of a chance uh, this evening, and then into midday tomorrow, and then hopefully. It'll all be cleared up by the time that the game starts. In case you are living in a cave somewhere, they're not going to allow you to do any tailgating and all that stuff uh, before the game. So I know some people on social media were talking about the fact that they were going to go and just you know hang out in the parking lot kind of thing, and I don't think they're going to allow that kind of thing uh, going on. They probably on. won't, but there's enough private residents out there. I, I you know. People are going to be hanging out. They'll be selling hot dogs and all sorts of stuff on the side. There, <laughs> the side they, of like the road? They, like they always do. <clears throat> bring but, back the teabag girls. Yeah. But bring back, the, bring back the teabag uh, hot dog sellers, man. They make a fortune. What, you know, I miss those. You don't miss those? <laughs> I do. Those were, those were the good old days, man. Just, That's we, should bring some, we should bring some fainting goats is what we should bring. I, well, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, before we get out of here, I also wanted to mention that I got a text from uh, Jeremy out of G5, and my uh, 
my order finally came in for all you folks who might be looking for uh, slugs. So you're not taking all the uh, bird shot and turkey loads out for your brand new shotguns. I uh, just got, a, I think, 55 boxes of um, Brennickies. And 45 are already sold. So <laughs> so uh, probably as of now, it's the uh, Black Magic Magnum. It's a 3-inch, 12-gauge, 1-in-3-something-ounce slug. So if you're looking for some perfect hog killer, three inch that takes a lot of people out of the mix. Well, nobody really shoots two and three quarters, you know, much anymore. And most shotguns nowadays pretty much shoot. Now, if it was three and a half, then red. Yeah, really. I don't think so. Anyway, we're gonna take a break. Hopefully, we'll get a call from Rick Felita here pretty soon. We come back from break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Here we go. I get punched. With me so far. Welcome back. It's Big and Wild. Did anybody get that besides me? Oh yes. I didn't hear it. Said, are you with me so far? Yeah. Yeah. From the song, you know, it's in the. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving right along. Braden Gun, Bill George, Bill George, Carlos, and uh, Jonathan all hanging out here Number this morning one. in the studio. And uh, before the break, we uh, made mention. Now uh, this is this is getting kind of scary. You said you're going to go. Uh, Co-host with Vincenzo. Uh, not co-host. I'm a guest host. Oh, you're a guest host. Yes. And uh, where are you going to go to do this uh, luxury uh, podcast? I do believe thing? he's uh, doing it from the Hula Bay. So you're going to drive all the way over here for a couple of cocktails? So if you want to see Bill shirt? George in a hula skirt. That'd be awesome. Listen, if they have one, I don't mind putting it on for entertainment You're purposes. securing your manhood. Right? I am absolutely secure. I just want to see where you hide the ukulele. So they're going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> to bring you in for the... He's uh, wearing a hula skirt, not a kilt. Uh, bringing you in as the FWC uh, expert, or at least well, some of the things that are going on that we uh, talked about in the first hour, by the way, if you missed first it. First hour and And into the second hour. hour and a half. I mean, uh, you can go back and check it out on the podcast for sure. You can go to bigandwild.com, click on past shows, and be able to listen to it at your leisure. Uh, we encourage you to do that if you missed any portion of the show. It, uh, it was... Uh, it was uh, it's, it, we'll be talking about it quite a bit between now and yeah. the end of the month. Yeah, because uh, if you don't know what happened, if you missed the first part, there was kind of a uh, a little secret meeting that happened between the FWC and some hand-selected guides from Bo- the Tampa bourgeois, Bay area, bourgeois. as Carlos likes to call them, uh, hand-selected to attend the meeting and get their take on maybe opening the um, the trout, snook, and redfish in Tampa Bay. And stopping the um, the end of the uh, non-fishing section that non- we're in non-fishing, right now. non-keeping, non-keeping. Yeah, I should be more specific. Non-keeping of because there's lots of catching. <clears throat> yeah, there's lots of catching, but there's no keeping. And so uh, we discussed the fact that so many people on both sides of the fence. Some people, uh, uh, the vast majority of people, that it was shared ten times on Facebook, and it's reached over almost eleven thousand people. Uh, and for the vast majority of them, you get a thumbs up for most of them. And the most people who were the most vocal were either people who had uh, 
uh, paying clients on their boats or people who uh, are part-time uh, or, uh, paying clients on their or boats. Or just doesn't, don't desire to keep a fish. Or don't desire and came up with some wacky stuff, uh, their reasons for not thinking it should be open as opposed to being open. And there were some good ones. And uh, talking to some of my guides this past week, I would not be opposed to a redfish season, as they do in Texas and Louisiana and other places like that. Um, but I don't agree with the slot limits that they wanted to impose on oh, people. They, there's people who were suggesting maybe a two-inch slot. A two-inch slot. That's crazy. What is a two-inch slot? What does that mean? Well, you know, right now the redfish might be 18 to 27, but maybe it's uh, 25 to 27. Oh, really? It, oh, yeah. Just just make it where you can only keep them within these two inches. Okay. And and, and it's like, no, this, this, isn't, this isn't a fish. This is table fare. This is what this is. It's table fare for a lot of people. They want to go out there love and catch fish. stuff. If you can fish and you have to catch 100 fish to find something that's in your slot, we're not doing the right thing. Well, and not only that, but if you think about it, if you go – too small or whatever it is, then it and you're still limited to maybe two or three fish. That makes no sense. There's a reason why you can keep 50 brim. Uh, I mean, it takes a lot to to kind of fill you up when you're eating brim. Uh, one little fillet is basically a you know once it's cooked, a Pringles potato chip. You can put it on a cracker and there you go. There's one. There's one bite and mm. it's it's one side of a fish. So uh, you know the old days of going out and catching a 40 inch red. And uh, feeding your family for a few days on that sucker and freezing the rest and using it a little bit later on, uh, you know, they want those days. Of course, they have been gone for a while, but now anything over, they were talking over 18 inches or anything like that that you shouldn't be able to keep. 20 inches for a trout uh, because they say there's eggs in them, uh, but there are people who get on there and say, dude, I've caught fish that are 16, 17 inches and they got eggs in them. So, uh, if it has eggs in them, uh, uh, what are we supposed to do? As I said to y'all in one of the breaks, if you can tell me the sex of a fish by looking at it, you're awesome. Well, some of them you can, but some of them you can't. I mean, uh, you know, uh, mahi or dolphin, you can tell the difference. Well, yeah, that's obvious. But, uh, you know, snook and reds. And then grouper, let's not forget, you know, if there's too many males in there, some of them convert. <laughs> you know, they kind of switch to the other side, so... Uh, you know, we don't know what biology does in those kind of cases. Those, but those are non-binary. <clears throat> that's right. That's what you have to mark on your forty-four seventy-three. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, you but know. I, I don't know, and I think that this debate is going to go on. There's going to, as with anything, there'll be lots of happy people, and there'll be uh, quite a few unhappy people. Get involved if they open it back up, and that's the thing. Coming up you, on February twenty-sixth, uh, you can call in and voice your opinion. Or email in advance or anything else like that. And as Bill it, George says, the more you speak out, the, the better pe it is. People need to start getting involved with the FWC. The recreational angler is extremely underrepresented at the FWC commission meetings. And that's on their own doing. Okay, They choose. And just like when we lost the bear hunt, hunters were un Who? You know, underrepresented at those meetings and you can turn around you don't have to this next meeting you don't have to drive to some bizarre place on the work day it is a telephone dial-in meeting 
where all you have to do is pay attention to what's going on, myfwc.com, at the bottom commission meetings, and they'll have a schedule as to when that meeting is, and they'll have a number that will be able to be called in at the time in which you can comment on that. I really would like people to start paying a little bit more attention to what's on the agendas at these meetings. And at any point, you can just email the commissioners at commissioners at myfwc.com. And that goes straight to the commissioners. That goes straight to the people who are turning around will ultimately give the staff guidance on what to do. And everybody has a smartphone, so you could do it right from your you, smartphone. You can do. You can turn uh, around and be anywhere hardly and 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 participate. Um, you know, don't miss the well, water till the well runs dry. And there's even even if you don't have if if there's somebody in this world that does not have an email address, you could still go to FWC's page where they you have a link to the commissioners and you can send an email straight from that web page and just make a comment straight to the I'm commissioner. I'm going to help you out. Well, I got a question out, to ask you I'm since you go it. to you're present at a lot of the meetings. I've which missed one two is, since 2013. What organizations are there for the common people? Well, when I say when I when I say organizations like you're for hunting the Ducks Unlimited, your Elks. Well, yeah, you know. nobody. Bill George and maybe Chuck Echenique. That's it. Yeah, there's there for the fishing community. There's not really much. I would have thought the CCA would have been more geared towards um, allowing the harvest when the numbers were good enough, but they have repeatedly uh, wanted to extend these the closures, and so I'm really, really looking to the CCA this year, and if they turn around and once again recommend keeping it closed or somehow want to reduce the number of fish that you can keep from one to none still, um, I, I really think people should question whether or not they are really looking out for for everybody's best interest. And I, I'm all good with conservation. But conservation, if I conserve water, doesn't mean I don't take a shower, doesn't mean I don't flush the toilet. It means I don't waste what resources I have. And CCA, and they're working on some, uh, with some other people, I think it's Duke Energy, on some restocking programs. Those are the things that we really need to increase on. And that's one thing I really agree with the guides on is, in the state of Florida, as we continue to have more and more desire to have access to the resource, we need to find a way to make that resource better. A, find ways to improve the health of our, our estuaries and get those seed grasses growing mm. and improve the water qualities. Um, maybe not dump some sewage in there from time to time. Looking at you, Christman. Okay. <laughs> but, but you turn around, we need to do that. But in addition to that, we can take – and work on these these programs to raise some juvenile fish and put them out at a time in which they're likely to survive, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and we, we can do some stuff to help that system. You know, other are, states do it on large, large levels. Are we firing up the uh, redfish uh, plant again? Are we going to do that? Is I, there think, any... I think there are some people who are doing it, but not on an extremely like large scale. Like they did for scale. a while. Yeah, and I know that they were working on snook as well. I think that 
I think more money should be funneled into that. And then, you know, they do it in other states as well, producing them there, growing them there, letting them go. I remember remember when that first started, everybody was on board on that. We spend $2 million a year in this state to promote the take of lionfish and lionfish education. Imagine what would happen if you put $2 million into growing hatchling Snook or, or and trout or that would how, be nice. How about if they pay the the nuisance alligator trappers the thirty, oh, yeah. the Just 30 something dollars? <laughs> but they won't pay those guys. But yeah. they'll, they'll drop two million for uh, you know the lionfish and some t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, and so they, you know, there's some things, but a lot of stuff happens in the state, and a, it is so critical that people start to get a little bit more engaged. And it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take giving up, you know, five days a year, ten days a year to go to commission meetings. We can do it from the the comfort of our desk or our home or in a truck. We'll talk more about it, I'm sure, as it gets a little bit closer, but we'll see. Get involved. Maybe by the end of the month we'll know for sure. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to everybody who called in. We'll see you next Saturday. Go have a great weekend, everybody. Later. See you, bye.